Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dunk You Very Much, Central Taipei's number one English language NBA podcast coming at you live. It's your host, Sam Yarbs, and today I'm going to be talking about NBA 50-point games and NBA 50-point scorers. It's all about the big 5-0. Here with me, as always, my co-host, Matthew Von Ryan. Matthew. Sam, they say 50 is the new 40. That they do, and uh, with that we're off and running, man. Let's get to it. So we got a little uh, original, thank you very much, original idea right here. Uh, Matt and I are going to go head-to-head, uh, back and forth. We're going to be drafting a team of five players uh, with only 50-point games in mind. Basically, the concept here is you get five players each, uh, and you get one point for each player anytime they have a 50-point game. You get two points if they go over 60. Three points if they hit that 70-point Devin Booker mark. And if they join Black Mamba in the 80-point territory, that's a five-point. Anything 80 and above, all the way up to Will, triple digits, smashing it is a five-point win. So five players will be doing the draft back and forth, a little bit of snake style. And along the way, talking about kind of the, uh, the, the scoring trends that have been going on in the NBA uh, history, the, the rise of the 50-point game, uh, and the kind of, uh, and especially looking at some of the data from last year to see what can inform us when we're picking our teams. Yeah, I mean, 50 used to be a big number, not that it's not anymore, but I mean, honestly, like, I'm going to run down some people who have scored 35 or more this season, and you're going to be pretty amazed who's on this list. But uh, just looking back last year, you know, there were, there were a total of nine, or sorry, eight different players to score 50 or more points. But some players, like Russell Westbrook, he scored 50 or more points four times, mm-hmm. 58, 57, and 50 twice. Bang. So, I mean, and plus... While averaging a triple double, you know he's not just standing in the corner chucking it up. I think uh, I think we are seeing this trend where it's just a lot easier for a lot of people to score, even if you're not a scorer like Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I mean, who puts him in their elite? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, just the pace of the game, I think, is what really uh, gives everyone the opportunity. Well, what do you think has been? Because you mentioned that last year, um, eight different players hit the 50-point mark. That was the most. Uh, the highest number of players to hit 50 since the previous season, 2015-2016 season. To find the the previous year before that, you'd have to go back. It was somewhere in the early 2000s. And then uh, you have to go way, way, way back to find anything else that was approximately close. We've certainly had, in the past two years, the highest number of players scoring 50 points. Uh, hitting 50 points. Not the highest number of 50-point games. For that, you'd have to go back to the season where uh, Wilt Chamberlain averaged uh, over 50 points in a single season, went over 50 yes. points 45 times in that season. Um, he's been he scored 50 over 100 times in his career, far and away the, the greatest 50-point scorer of all time. Um, so what, what, we talked about, you talked about pace a little bit. What else do you think has driven not just the increase in the number of 50-point games, but the increase in the proliferation around the league of 50-point scorers? I think it's the efficiency of the offense as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no longer like jump shots that are just sort of that are allowed by coaches for you to just kind of dribble out the shot clock and pull something up. I think it's more efficient. Rosen, <laughs> <laughs> he was on my short list. Uh, <laughs> so the shots are either you make them or you miss them, but they don't take a lot of time, which mm-hmm. is still about pace, but it's also just about efficiency. Like you're taking good shots and then you're living with the results. And then of course a lot of those good shots are three pointers, which mm-hmm. naturally just increase your number and your potential, you know, just exponentially. Yeah, I mean, talk about efficiency. You talk about players getting the ball out of their hands quickly. You know, uh, 
the, no better example than last year, Clay Thompson going for 60 points in the game. <laughs> Jesus. He held the ball for a total of 90 seconds. Craziest that stats game. I've ever heard. That's about. probably one of the craziest. I mean, if you went, if you had a time machine, you could go back to the 1980s and tell them that we have a 50-point scorer who only touched the ball for a total of 90 seconds in that game. Uh, it was just mind blowing, you know. And uh, and Clay is is a guy who can get that going any night because you look at his shot chart, you look at the distribution of shots from a guy like him or a guy like Harden. I think those are the two, you know, leading efficiency guys. It's all around the three point line or at the rim, and that's the only place that they're taking shots. Those are the highest efficiency areas. And the three point, the the math is simple. Three is bigger than two, and uh, with more three point shots than ever going up. Why do you think it took the NBA so long? to kind of adapt the three-point shot. Why do you think, uh, you know, the, I was looking over some of the history of 50-point scorers. Michael Jordan scored 50 points three times in his career wow. without making a single three-point shot. Wow. He had three separate games where he scored 50 without attempting a three-point shot. Um, that would be unheard Giannis. of. There's hope for Giannis. There's hope for Giannis. Yeah, Giannis could be in there. He's back on the list. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I mean, even in today's game, the best shot is still a dunk. I mean, mm-hmm. it's way more efficient than Curry open three. It just yeah. you're, you're going to make it 99% of the time. Yeah. A dunk. So I think what it's really about is trying to open the floor, you know, and those those shots have been available for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think prior to this, coaches and <clears throat> general managers, they thought, okay, well, shoot a couple of threes mm-hmm. to give the big guy space. You know, pass it into Howard. Yeah. If they don't double team him, he's going to shoot a lane. If they double team him, they'll kick it out. Yeah. Now we're seeing that actually just kicking it out is actually a pretty damn good play. Yeah. How many times a game do you see that where a guy will drive and pass up the shot at the rim, maybe contested, maybe maybe a little off balance, to kick it out to a player at the three-point line, especially in that short corner, um, the corner three, you know, becoming more and more of a, a potent tool in the <laughs> offensive weapon. Yeah, and then when you actually watch the Warriors, like, you know, if you watch just the highlights, you kind of assume all they do is shoot threes. They're ruining mm-hmm. the game, all they do is shoot threes. Like, they get more dunks and back cuts than any team I've seen. And it's just amazing. They have five guys behind the three-point line, and then one of them sets a screen for the other one, and they back yeah. cut, they get a you know a sort of like poor man's alley-oop where they just kind of lay it in. They jump up, get it, just kind of lay it in. Like, yeah. There's real simple plays that are set up by the three-pointer. So Absolutely. That, that's what makes it so dangerous. That's one of the interesting things, you know, has been um, everyone talks about the increase in, in the three-point shooting and the, and the three-point percentages and, and the, the number of threes. But you also look at another offensive trend. You're seeing players set records year after year these last few years for highest field goal percentage. And it's coming from the big men. It's coming from those roll, to, those rim-running bigs who hit the pick, then run to the rim and just finish dunks. And these guys are shooting with efficiency of like 65 70% in a season, which before would have been unheard of when they're on a diet of, you know, back-to-the-basket, low-post moves, over-the-shoulder fakes, pumps and drives, and things like that. The low-post scorer um, it has never been more efficient, uh, or the big man scorer has never been more efficient uh, in these games. So we don't see a lot of those guys going for 50, with a few exceptions on our list. We've got some big men who are definitely in the mix to go for 50. I mean, that's a great segue to look at this year's scores. Players in the top 20 this year, uh, only played about 10 games. So this is the top 20 scores this year. They've all scored 37 or more. Listen to the big names on this list. I'm just going to name the big guys. Mm-hmm. Porzingis, Anadokounmpo, Porzingis again, Anthony Davis, Cousins, Porzingis again, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Cousins again, Chris Middleton, and I don't know if it's a three or four, Anadokounmpo again. So, I mean, out of those 20, mm-hmm. 10 of them are big guys. And awful, a lot of them have repeating. Yeah. And then also LeBron James, who's probably four, 
is the the leading uh, point getter for our game. Yeah. Fifty seven this year. 57, so yeah. I mean, more than half the list is is six nine and above. Yeah, it's good, and it's and you know, Giannis kind of being the outliner there. Um, Amongst those big guys, a guy, and LeBron to a certain degree. LeBron's certainly capable of shooting that outside shot, but never known primarily as a three-point shooter. LeBron never, you know, never never the highlight of his game. Whereas Porzingis is, you know, one of those, you know, new NBA unicorns who can stretch the floor, who can move and, and knock down the three-point shot with consistency. I mentioned Porzingis three times on the top 20 point scores per, or in a game this season, and I'm still disappointed with him. I think I mentioned on the last podcast... I don't know why he doesn't shoot every time he gets the ball. He gets the ball at the three-point line. A lot of times he pulls up, and he usually makes it. If he doesn't, he does this weird pump fake that really never works. Sometimes it's awesome. Yeah. But there's no guy that can catch, that can guard him if he catches it up high mm. and just pulls up for the three. There's no one who can block that, yeah. especially not someone on the perimeter. Yeah. Now, on the post, yes, yeah, sure. But, you know, if, Out there, uh, yeah, 30 feet, yeah. If DeAndre Jordan's on the three-point line, he's not all up in him. He's, <laughs> he, you know, he's back with his hand out. Yeah. That's a win for the offense either way. Yeah, after, if you yeah. do have DeAndre out there in the first place, but you got to keep uh, you got to keep Hardaway happy. You got to feed Hardaway. You know, feed Hardaway Junior. Hardaway's going to make an appearance on this. Like, he's a monster. Not in a positive way. Not a positive. Way. Do you have another list of the, of the least likely? To start? <laughs> if, if, pick I one player each. Lonzo Ball Simmons. <laughs> put, pick one player each. Who, if they score fifty, we have to move from Taipei. We have to leave. We have to leave Shave the city. We have to immediately the leave the city. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take a ride on my scooter. Um, All right, so yeah. I got one little. Uh, Question that I, yeah. which kind of came up to me when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Giannis Antetokounmpo is the uh, the sort of outlier of, of the big guys who doesn't shoot threes, mm-hmm. and then you mentioned LeBron James, who also is not really known for that, but he does have to be guarded. Mm-hmm. I, I would guess he shoots around thirty five percent career wise over the last couple of years. You know, it's definitely right around the league average or slightly below, but mm-hmm. it's not bad, and you have to guard him, and he's willing to pull up deep. If you go under the screen, he's willing mm-hmm. to pull up. Do you think if Adekumbo gets to that level where the players just have to kind of respect him. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to open up his game more, or do you think that he's just too devastating on the move, and so people will always give him that at thirty-five percent? That's what's interesting. You know, it's kind of the the debate between yeah, like you can afford to, you don't have to be as worried about his three-point shot, but he's so long and rangy that and his dribble is so devastating if he gets you if he gets you on his hip that. You almost you can't give him that space anyway. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't know how much that would in, that would def, that would change. Um, it would certainly I think you'd certainly see his points totals rise if he started to knock down the three with consistency. Um, if that became a, a more consistent part of his game, it just enabled him to stretch the defense to start those pick and rolls from like I mean you could start the pick and roll basically from half court because one <laughs> dribble is at the three point line. Absolutely. I mean um, it'd be uh, but again we talked about this in the last pod. Giannis is a guy who barely needs the pick and roll. The, the pick is designed to create separation from your defender. He can do that just if he can get you to take a, a, just a slight nudge in the wrong direction. He's so long that he can punish you for that. By, with with a single dribble, like you said, like two steps from the half court to the basket. So um, it's interesting that you kind of are on the same page as me because I was trying to set you up. I, I think the media narrative is if he gets to thirty five percent, people are going to respect him, but mm-hmm. I don't think they are. Like I think that's mm-hmm. going to be okay. He's an elite player. He's going to get what he wants. We're right. gonna, we're going to give him the three and shut down his teammates, mm-hmm. and that's how we're going to beat him. I don't think anyone's going to say we need to stop him shooting threes if he's shooting thirty five percent. Yeah, that, that's barely above one point possession. Yeah. One point per possession in the NBA. So, and you get him away from the basket, so he's not rebounding as much. Yeah, he's not rebounding. He's not down there. I okay. think he's got to get a lot higher if he's going to be an effective three-point shooter. I think for mm-hmm. him, I think he needs to be a lot higher, like maybe forty. Just because 
the rest of his game is so elite. I think you just surround him with three point shooters. I think I think there's a lot of like there's a lot of LeBron parallels in terms of being a shooter. Like LeBron was also a guy who people were never primarily worried about his three point shooting singing them. It's always his playmaking, right? right? His ability to always make the right pass and the right play. And he's another guy who you can't afford to totally you can't give him the rondo space. You can't give him the you know the the you know going under and giving him space because if he comes at you with a head of steam, there's absolutely nobody in the league who can stand in front of him. It's just a freight train coming at you. So um, Giannis in the same way with his, with his length. So um, I don't know if the if the three pointer necessarily has to become a huge part of his arsenal. Although it's certainly something you know you want to see him always making improvements, working at the edge of his edges of his game and, and, and things like that, that he, that he can get better. End of, uh, end of shot clock scenarios and things like that. Yeah, if he's more effective from, from deep, for sure. Could you imagine three years, the Knicks and the Bucks are the two best teams in the East, and when Porzingis and Anadokounmpo mm-hmm. face off, they guard each other, and they're both just like chucking it from like 30 feet deep. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, his apex shot is like, 12 feet high. Yeah, just yes, his, his, his finger's like half a centimeter below that or something. Like, <laughs> He's basically throwing the... a line drive at the basket, yeah. That's like, it's absolutely insane. I mean, do we have to wait three years? The Knicks and the Bucks might be the best. To, I mean, who knows? Frankie Smokes is getting it done, man. I'd like some Frankie Smokes, man. Um, yeah, they look so better, so much better after getting rid of Carmelo. I think uh, the NBA is starting to smarten up on these guys who are just Bad, bad locker room guys. They needed an don't ex- bring anything on the defensive or leadership side. They needed an exorcism, yeah, and they got rid of them. They're playing happy. They're, they're playing fun. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. So uh, you've de- you've decided on an over under uh, to pitch me an over under for the the first for the coin toss. We're gonna go. Uh, the player player one will make the first choice. Then the ne- uh, next player will have the the second and third pick. Then back to player one for the fourth, and then from there we'll just go one more one for one five six seven eight etc. down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to recap the scoring, uh, if the player scores 50 or more points, that's that's one point. One point for 50-point game. 60 or more points, two. 70 or more, three. 80 or more, five points. So, five points. I mean, so there is some uh, a little bit of strategy that will go into this. A little you know, strategy there, if you think. Who, yeah. who can go off versus like who's like probably going to get 50 two or three times mm-hmm. a season. I think LeBron James is in that category. Hard to imagine him going for 90, but I could see 51. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we should note, speaking of people who have already done it, Harden and LeBron each have one 50-point game apiece. Yeah. And so those will count immediately. They are draft eligible, so you can yep. take the lead. Okay, you well, without further ado, Sam, I got a pretty much a coin flip. I doubt you know this number. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many players have scored 35 or more points in a game this season? The mm. over-under is 26 and a half. And I'll tell you, it's either 25 or 27. So either twenty five or twenty seven. How many players have scored over thirty over thirty five? I'm sorry, it's, it's either twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, the, the over under is at twenty six and a half. Right, sorry, right, right. over under twenty six and a half. Um, and it's um, have scored thirty five or more and a half in a in, in a game in a game. Man, so we're not that deep in the season. It's only ten games. But that's uh, I pretty like, crazy. I feel the, like the number is either twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, you're throwing me a, a little surprise stat. I'll do. I'll take the over twenty seven. Actually, under it's a measly twenty six. Uh, twenty six players. It's All right, that's still a fuck you absurd. to uh, the thirty four points from Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Get those points out of there. Oh, damn it, Tim! Yeah, you cost me my first pick. All right, like uh. yeah. The only other surprising people that I didn't mention before maybe Oladipo had thirty five and uh, 
Lillard scored 36 twice. Bradley Bill, Bradley Beal, sorry, who's uh, always based on potential, has already scored a 36-point game. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else I mentioned before. Nice. All right. Well, that's so, yeah. that's a fair one. I like that. And uh, and that leaves you in the driver's seat. You have the first pick, Matt. Man. So who would you like to pick up? And uh, and I, t- tell me why you're thinking. I don't think it's close. This guy had two games uh, last year over 50 points. Mm-hmm. He he was w- one of the eight, but he was uh, the only guy to score two 50-point games. He had 53 and 51. This guy is James Harden. Mm-hmm. I'm already taking the lead because I already got one point. And with Chris Paul back, mm. I think this D'Antoni system is just clicking. Yeah. Like, I think this. I don't think they're going to give him the ball to score 80 because mm-hmm. I think it's too much of a team game. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just never. The system has never fit, fit, mm-hmm. fit a player better yeah. than Harden. It's even better than if it fits Steve Nash. I think so, absolutely. I mean, Harden is, uh, you know, Nash was definitely a a pass first guy who 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 kind of became more of a scorer in the D'Antoni system. Harden's a scorer who's become an amazing passer in the system, and yeah. just the, the the maestro. He absolutely would have been my first pick too. Um, Even without the the one point spot, like he was just the clear favorite. I'd say. Yeah, I think so. Um, another guy, like I mean, a guy who potentially I think gets you both. I think he's going to get you a couple fifty point games and give you a shot to maybe pick up a 60-point game or something like that. Um, given that the West is competitive, he might have to play all games. Uh, and given the fact that he takes, you know, like, these guys, they take so many three-pointers that if he just has an absurd shooting night at a certain point, then, uh, you know, you could find your way to 60 or 70. Um, I don't see them force-feeding him the way they did with Devin Booker in that game, but I was just out gonna... of circumstance, he might have to play an entire game and score and put that scoring load on his back. And you made a great point with Chris Paul out. Um, I mean, this team is taking an absurd amount of three-pointers. It is, it is absolutely you ridiculous. You could put Eric Gordon on this list. Maybe I, not in the 10-player draft, but uh, I definitely had him. I, I went through every team and just, and just tried to pick out any player on each team that I thought could potentially be a 50-point scorer, and, and, and Eric Gordon absolutely, I think, is potential. If his over-under is half a game, where would you go? I'd probably take the over, yeah. I'd take the over. I think the rule for this season should be take the over on anything statistical. <laughs> Any statistical thing. Yeah. Remember, we, remember we were debating, like, oh, that Ben Simmons over-under for triple-doubles from .5? He's already had two. Sam texted me. we got to put some money on this. <laughs> this is... Like, let me check the stats and see if he's right. I'm like, oh, whoops. As of yesterday, I already got the triple-double. Mm-hmm. Like, he already did it. I mean, abs- I mean, just absolutely crazy, man. And um, and now his rookie of the year odds are just insane. You can't get any action. Uh, uh, you think above Lonzo Ball? He so did. He did have zero points against Portland. Zero Lonzo, points. Three Lonzo assists. Zero. Well, when Dame Lillard decides he's gonna lock you down, he's putting you in the hurt <laughs> locker. It's you know you're you're done. You're done. Um, I watched the first half of that game. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't keep it going. I do like watching Portland. I do not like watching the Lakers. <laughs> uh, I do not enjoy any of the any of the time. All right, so you got the next two. You got, I got the next you're two. Decide the draft. You're you gonna... know what? Uh, I really, um, to be honest, I really wanted that uh, uh, that, that that first so pick. So did I. So did I. The, the Harden ones is is good, but to be fair, the last time I got the first pick and I got to pick the Bucks, and I think you're stuck. Actually, the Pacers not look don't look that bad. But, um, for yeah, your, we have a lot of bets. Your, your your we have a lot of season long bets. We should just do a certain point like a, a bet recap pod. Oh, for sure. Um, 
I don't know. Like, there's a bunch. I feel like really there's Harden, and then there's a whole bunch of guys, and it gets kind of squirrely. That's why having to take a pick kind of sucks because you're not really getting that much value. Yeah. Because it really is Harden. To the, the difference year. between the three and four or whatever like that. Like uh, anyway, so I'm gonna choose. Um, I'm just gonna stick with kind of my list the way I had it written out. Uh, for the second pick, I'm gonna take Boogie Cousins in <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> I had him. I had him deeper. Yeah, deeper, deeper down the list. I I'm like seven. him. I do have I uh, like AD coming back a little bit sooner than I expected. Actually, he should be clear to play this week. But he does kind of seem like he's on the Boogie Cousins revenge tour. There are almost no other scoring options on that team. His three-pointers uh, three per game has been ticking up incrementally. Um, I see him you know, just getting hot and, having, and maybe having a couple 50-point games this year. And there is still potential for, sure. for a trade for him to, you know, uh, potentially down the line to get moved to a different team. I don't know if that would increase his fifty-point game uh, chances, but uh, I, I like I like Boogie as a fifty-point uh, scorer. So, I mean, just to throw some stats out, last year he had fifty-five in a close win over the Blazers. You know, I love when people score 50, 60 points in a win. Devin Booker seventy points in a loss. Yeah. Like, I mean. It's okay. There's only a few guys cool. who hit that mark last year, 50 points. Um, I think Anthony Davis had a 50-point game on a loss last year. Outscored the entirety of the rest of the Pelicans. That was early in the season. Um, that's a special one. That's a special mark to hit that 50-pointer in a loss. Yeah, so Cousins last year, 55 points, which was the sixth highest uh, points in a game total. Mm-hmm. This year, man, this year I kind of overlooked him a little bit. So out of the 23 most points scored in a single game, Marcus Cousins is leading with four of them. Yeah. Ahead of Harden, ahead of anyone. He's got 35 twice, he's got 39 once, and then 41 once. If you're just there, 35, 35, 39, mm-hmm. 40, well, you're just waiting for a couple more threes to bounce yep. in, or just Anthony Davis to go down. Yeah, Anthony Davis will be coming back, but I ex- certainly expect him to be on a minutes restriction when he does come back. I think that I think Boogie has taken the season kind of personally. You know, he went and you saw him go into um, Sacramento and put up 44 points with a uh, with uh, 23 rebounds uh, or something. It's an absolutely absurd line that he put up against Sacramento. It's also his um, contract year. This is contract his year. His max contract is not guaranteed. Yeah. He needs to prove it. And he, there's no one. I mean, it works against him a bit because the uh, defense can totally key around him because there literally is no one else. With AD actually coming back. Maybe a little bit of a release valve for him. The way he keeps shooting and the way he keeps knocking it down, um, I like Boogie. I don't know. I just I, I'm in on Boogie this year, so Boogie is my second pick. And there's um, well, the good news is that there's three players that I want to choose next, and I know I'm going to get two of them. So um, I'll just take the one um, that I think that I, w- I just want the most right now. I'm going to take Curry from the Golden State Warriors as my next pick. I do not have a Warriors player on my list. I, I was really trying to figure out which one I wanted. Yeah. And then I just decided I, I, I can't decide who. And There's always the Clay Thompson, you know, like the 90-second so, special or whatever like that. I think this stems back to I think the, the Warriors are going to, you know, are, are riding the ship. They're going to turn it around. It's, it's still so early in the year. They're fi- they've already, you know, taken steps. To, they're fixing it. So um, can I ask you, like, why Curry over Clay and Durant? Well, absolutely. You, you may think, choose later, but, like, Curry's obviously your one choice. Why? Why him? Um, I think that I think that this year is going to be a little bit of like uh, of like the Warriors kind of returning to being like Curry's team, mm. whereas Durant's still the most skilled overall player. Like Durant's openly talked about how like he could probably go for fifty on any given night, but it's just not in his DNA. His DNA is to always make the right move, the right pass. You know, like the servant. You know, is <laughs> the terrible nickname he thought of for himself. Um, and so I think that that is kind of like. 
I think that after getting his championship this year, like I think Durant doesn't have that really to play for that that fifty point game. Whereas I think Curry it kind of is this year is like the year he kind of reasserts himself. So you saw it during their um their their finals rings presentation when um you know Curry was the last one to come out was you know in, uh, was showered with MVP chance by the crowd right there. He's clearly like the number one fan favorite, the local guy. I think I see the home crowd getting behind him with a hot hand a few times at home this year giving him a shot to go for 50. Uh, I like him as an off-chance guy, especially when we introduce the higher points. For I see him with a hot home crowd with this Warriors team that's kind of seeming to struggle with motivation early in the year. Could you see Curry getting really, really hot and like the team decided to let him go for 60 or let, let him go for... Doesn't that seem like kind of thing the Warriors would all get behind and do? Yeah. You see Clay Thompson on the bench, like, pumping, waving towels and pumping his fist, Durant going nuts, while Curry's out there just lighting it up. Dropping, uh, you know, dropping sixty points or something like that on that. So I just like his explosion potential, and I like him kind of uh, reasserting himself as like the uh, the regular season alpha dog for this team. The only the only hole I see in that strategy is the games they struggle, which are few and far between. Usually Curry is struggling too, and their stars are struggling. Right. The games they're just killing, they're just splashing every three. Mm-hmm. They usually win in those games handily. So you kind of need a a sort of perfect storm of like the defense is playing like shit and everyone mm-hmm. else is missing everything but but Curry is hitting everything and I mean which is totally conceivable definitely yeah and he's already uh, he's already notched a, a couple of good games this year he's got uh, he's got thirty seven yeah thirty seven ones but uh, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, always the risk with them that you know that okay they got so many weapons that so the points are gonna get spread around more. Then you got the fact that um you know he's he's often sitting out the entire fourth quarter when they're just murdering teams. But um I don't know. I like the potential for a couple uh, a couple potentially close games. They've they've um shown a little bit of that, and then you get the home crowd behind them. You see him going for fifty maybe a couple times at home this year. So that's it. I got Boogie and Curry. Neither two favorites, which I think I'm I'm setting you up for when I picking one of your favorites. Yeah, I mean, uh, my second overall pick, I'm really happy to get him, is Giannis. Giannis. Giannis I, we, we've talked about him a lot, so I'll make it quick. I'll just say that this year so far, he's had a 37-point game and a 44-point game in a win. He had a strip steal on the last possession against the Blazers. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, he's right Not there. a reaching foul. Not a reaching foul. <laughs> that play was nuts. Plus, I think, you know, the Bucks. Now they got everyone's attention, but the NBA season <coughs> is long, mm-hmm. and we're gonna start forgetting about the Bucks unless they're an elite team. If they're just a couple games over five hundred, people are gonna stop talking about them. I think the team is gonna push. This is our star. Get him more shots, and they're gonna push you out and take over the games. We want you to be the face of our franchise, and Giannis is gonna say that too. I'm the best. Why is you uh. not talking about me? Why am I not the top story? I think he just do for a couple like crazy games. Like, hey guys, I'm still here. Yeah. Don't forget about me to the playoffs because I'm in a small market and you know, right. it's long. So I'm expecting some big games from him in the 60-70 range. That he's, you he's think he's guy. going real say, big? I would say even more likely than Harden. I think he's the guy who is just sort of like... To take the top off and, and go for it. And his team is so weak. I don't know who on his team is who's going to score with him. Except for the number fourth highest scoring game this year is uh, Chris Middleton from the Bucks, 43 points. I didn't, see, I didn't see that game. I don't Middleton know. can fill it up. He can fill it up. Three is he's, he's, he's a knockdown shooter. They got some knockdown shooters on that team. They go deep. I don't know. Yeah, I, I had Giannis on my list, but uh, also much lower down on my list. Really? Um, cool. Just uh, I, because he's not taking all the three point shots, it means he's, he just needs more field goal attempts. 
uh, in a game to get to 50. Just, uh, he just needs more attempts. He definitely will play the minutes, and, 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 and will, they'll be in close games where he can definitely get those number of attempts. I think that he is absolutely for real as a player. I don't know if he's going to average 30 points per game throughout the season, mm-hmm. which means I think that some of this is a little bit of a hot start. So I could see him kind of coming back to earth maybe you know before the All-Star break. Uh, and, um, and certainly I think he's he thrust himself into the conversation in the MVP race, and he might need that kind of 50-point game to, to, to stay up in there, and you might see this happening. But, um, but I don't know. I, I kind of see him maybe regressing a little bit as the season goes on. I think you're right. That was one of the things I was going to mention. I forgot. Thanks for bringing that up. Is I think there needs to be a Giannis game, mm-hmm. you know, where there was like the Kawhi block last year, and like mm-hmm. when it was, comes down to the end, then there's like the this Harden 44 point game, and then there's the the uh, Westbrook triple double and overtime win. Like there has to be like this kind of moment, especially at the end of the season, yeah. where where the voting is really close, and you need to control the narrative. So I do believe people around him and he himself are going to be like, okay, we need a, a Giannis game. That yeah. It sticks in everyone's mind. Is that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at, I think that it's kind of interesting just going out of our, coming out of our conversation, going back and forth. Like, what are the elements that lead to a 50-point game? So I think we uh, both agree that the, you don't have to have all of these elements, but the more of the elements that you have together, the higher likelihood you have a 50-point game. Yeah. Uh, you need to have, uh, three-point shooting is a huge help. The, the fact that you need to play the entire games so you'll be in close games is a huge help. Huge help. The fact that there's not a lot of other scoring options on your team is a huge help. And this kind of X factor that you just mentioned right there, the fact that your team might at a certain point in the season decide to say, let's get this guy going yeah. for him. Um, and, you know, that's why I think Harden is the runaway um, best choice because mm. he has, definitely has those first three going for him. And on a certain night, I could definitely see Houston getting behind him. So he's, you could say he checks, checks all four of those boxes, where he's a high-volume three-point shooter. They're going to be in competitive games in a tough Western Conference. He's going to play as a primary scorer and all, have the ball in his hands constantly. And um, the team will get behind him and, 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 try to, and want to see him get off and get going. And between Curry and Cousins, you have all four. Curry is, has everything except for uh, competitive games, and Cousins, every game is competitive. Every so game is competitive. From, yeah, from between the two of them, they, they check all the boxes for me. Yeah, they check all the boxes for me. All right, you got the next the one. Um, Who are you liking? Um, I'm going to... I'm tempted to, uh, to, I'm tempted <laughs> to reach, reach. I'm tempted to. to I'm going to reach for one here. I'm going to throw. Out, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to do one a little unusual. I'm doing one that actually I didn't originally have on my list, but I um, kind of uh, taking a last minute square here. I'm taking John Wall with my next pick. Okay. John Wall. Um, basically, if you look at the uh, at the at the usage rate of players last year, the players that had the highest usage rate, that had the ball in their hand, the uh, the most frequently. Um, a lot of those guys have moved to teams. Uh, you think of a Russell Westbrook, a guy who's added two huge players uh, into his team. Paul George joining that team. Um, uh, yeah, no one's drafted Westbrook. Last year he had four 50-point games. Absolutely. Like, and should be the clear favorite. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. But you see him, I think, kind of what you talked about, embracing that role. Uh, Wall is the only one, basically, that finished the point of, of the highest usage, the top five highest usage rate players last year. Who has um, who has st- stability from his team from year to year? Who's playing with the same cast of characters, the same guys? I think that at a certain point, as you see Giannis kind of make his rise, his ascendance, it, in a kind of a weak Eastern Conference right now, though, though surprisingly not weak. I think the Celtics are for real. I think their hot start is for real. 
Uh, I think you know LeBron made a statement game. You know, like yeah, it's it's early, it's early yet, bitches. But I think that Washington has to kind of smell a little bit of blood in the water in that conference if they're ever gonna be what they constantly yap about being. They got to do it this year, right? If they're gonna be for real, they got to be for real this year. And John Wall is the is the captain of that ship, and uh, I, I like him going for fifty a couple times this year. I like it. Yeah, last year he uh, he went for let's see. He went for 52, which was the the tenth highest scoring uh, points in one game last year. Mm -hmm. But he also never had another game over 40, so the 52 is a little bit of an aberration. Definitely. But I really like your point. Like I think Westbrook, we kind of crossed him off. I crossed off hard enough at the beginning of the year. I'm glad we're doing yeah. it a little bit late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, was way off on that. All oh yeah, CP3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that CP3 is going to kind of uh, steal his thunder. But yeah, that's a great point. I do think the Wizards probably in this season right around two or three in the East. And mm. I, I think uh, that's another franchise that has a clear face of the franchise and wants the NBA to, you know, respect him and want him to be the top ten in jersey sales. Like, yeah. I think they push him really hard. And there's no longer, like, is it Beal or Wall? Like, it's clearly Wall. Yeah, it's clearly Wall's team, yeah. It's clearly Wall's team. I mean, like, um, Otto Porter guy on that team just looks fantastic, the way he's shooting his shot. If I could just steal any <laughs> NBA player's jump shot and have that as my own... I would take Otto Porter's jump shot. That's a beautiful shot. Yeah, that's that's a, beautiful. All right, so so far I have, I have a team of, of Curry, Boogie, and John Wall. Who is your next pick? This is your uh, your th only your third pick. I mean, if you're going to pray to anyone, you got to pray to a god. Porzingis. Porzingis, oh my. Oh, yeah. Give me the height. Give me Giannis and Porzingis. Man, he has been on a tear. This is a guy who <laughs> could regress to the mean. I would not. <laughs> I would not be surprised if I'm wrong about this. Okay, here we go. In the the top 19 highest point scoring games this season, I think I've been pronouncing or saying it in a weird way, but I've been saying it the same way, so I'm gonna keep going. Keep going with so it. Yeah, yeah. In the 19 uh, games were 19 most highest points scored in a single game this year. Porzingis is checking at 19th, 37. Checking at 14th with 38. Checking at 9th with 40. I thought I had him one more time. Oh, only three. I'm crossing them off. Is it one, two? Is up there at eight? Oh, no, ninth. I got him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so three times. Okay. Well, anyways, we got him at 40, 38, and 37. In this young season, 10 games in, already three times 37 plus. He shoots a ton of threes. He's definitely the face of the franchise. Yep. I don't know that his teammates are that great. Mm -hmm. For him, right? You know, it's it's good to have inferior teammates that so you're the man, but mm -hmm. you also need your teammates to like offensive rebound and set picks. I don't know if they really have that. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah. I think his hot start might regress, but I mean, he's been knocking on the door so many times, three games that close. I think just you know draw a couple more fouls, mm -hmm. get, get a team that plays a little more defense, a few more steals. Holy shit! Yeah. I, I'm thinking this guy. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Talk about the high volume. Uh, high efficiency three-point shooter, a young guy who's be playing in, in competitive games, games where he's going to have to shoot a lot of threes because they're down a lot, they're behind by a lot of points. Uh, you know, some some fresh chemistry with the young man uh, uh, Frankie Smokes, Frank Nicotina, uh, and uh, who's not a, a a good defensive point guard. That's a, a good defensive a point guard. Fit. Yeah, you got that one through five looking pretty good. Phil Jackson with the drafting, <laughs> uh, looking pretty decent right Bring there. Bring back. So bring him back, man. Bring bring back Phil. Why not? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I like that pick. I had him on my list as well, a little bit a little bit further down, uh, as well as I see 
potentially some regression for the young man again. But I mean, <laughs> I would not be surprised if there's a lot of regression. A lot of regression. But again, I mean, how many? You know, like, again, we talk about like uh, there's eight players who've scored 50 or more last year. You just you just need to find you just need to get one of those guys on your team. It could be a it could be a, a, a contest that's decided by a point or more, which is why for my next pick. I'm going to take a point. While it's on the board, I'm taking King James, LeBron. i got to get that point on my team. I don't even have him on my list. Just to tie you up. It's, yeah. it's not bad, yeah. I'm taking LeBron, uh, like I said, because I think this could be a close contest. He's already gone uh, over once. And uh, and the Cavs, like, the struggles are, are, are for real. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is not coming back for a while. Uh, LeBron might have to carry more of a scoring load, um, and they're going to be in competitive games. So um, it, it's it's interesting to see. You know, he's he's he scored. Uh, he went off for forty four points again, also against uh, the the Charlotte Hornets. He's been playing last, a lot of. Not, that was last year, sorry. No, last year they were playing a lot of uh, Eastern Conference teams that are not not super strong. Uh, but you know, the the Cavs, their defense has appeared so weak. They're going to have to put up a lot of points. LeBron's always going to make to look the look to make the pass first. Uh, to get the ball out of his hands, but um, you know when when the other players on his team just just aren't getting it done night in and night out. LeBron, you might see LeBron become. I think he has a total of nine fifty-point games in his career, which I believe makes him the leader in the active leader in fifty-point games. Two more he has Allen Iverson with eleven. Um, I can see him le- easily getting at least another. Do you know what was the last year he scored fifty points again? The or last year, fifty bef- points in a game. Sorry. No, I do not. Off the top of my head. Yeah, me neither. But he didn't do it last year. Man, that surprised me. 57 for LeBron? Like, right now, that's the season leader. Where did that come from? I mean, you, you kind of laid it out, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, even all, everything you just said, like, you had to have been surprised as well. Absolutely, yeah. You look up and see, oh, LeBron. I think LeBron, like, LeBron follows the narratives. I, mean, I think he's, he <laughs> saw the the articles. He saw the, the news, like, you know, as, as we know that he's a very, very socially aware guy, right? Very, very aware of his place, his legacy in the league. And people talk about this all the time. LeBron is playing. There's only two things left for him to play for, MVPs and titles. And he has recently pushed all of his chips into the titles basket where, you know, uh, almost coasting through the regular season in order to have his body in pristine shape for the playoffs when it really matters. There might come a point where he looks at this team that he's on this year and sees that the title is just not in the cards. Does he switch into MVP LeBron mode? Is this the year we see LeBron get his, uh, it would be his fifth MVP? Um, is this the year that he decides that, you know, maybe it's worth putting a little extra mileage on his body early because he doesn't see this team going deep into the playoffs later in the year? I don't know. I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen, but um, it happened once early in this young season, 57. Um, you know, they came pretty efficiently and pretty naturally for him. So I could definitely see him getting to 50 again and, and maybe being forced to to stay, keep this team competitive in a, in a, in a scrappy Eastern Conference. <laughs> scrappy East. It's amazing how many of the players on the list are not from the East. That's, that's, that's good. So I'm taking LBJ and I'm taking the point while it's on the board. Well, this is a live draft. Like, we, do, we do a couple other like back-and-forth picks, over-unders, and you know it's in good consciousness that uh, we write our picks down before and that we don't change them because mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of the spirit of the game. You don't want to uh, listen to what the other person says and take an mm-hmm. advantage. But uh, since that's not the rule now, as I've mentioned, uh, Russell Westbrook scored 50 or more points four times last year. We're just kind of looking through the last year's stats. And besides those four 50-point games, he also had, he also had four 
45 point games, <laughs> 146 point game, 147 point game, 148 point game, and 149 point game. So if you're counting at home between 45 and 55, he had 11 games that time. I, 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 I think this Paul George and Carmelo take away his shots. But mm. Oh my God, I cannot see anything but Russell Westbrook's name yeah. up and down last year's list. I think at four, I think this is just sort of like, this is just the value pick. Like you take him now. I, yeah. I shouldn't overthink it. I I had it on my list, but I was wasn't sure I was gonna take him at four or five. Uh, I I think I just I kind of take him. He, I hope he's a ball hog. He would have been. been he would have been my fifth pick for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah okay, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, uh, Russ. I, I was going back and forth. Um, actually, the last pick with LBJ. I took LBJ just because he got that point on the board. Uh, I think Russ is definitely gonna get to fifty at least once this season. Um, um, I think, yes, yeah, certainly George and, and Melo are taking away some of the shots. There's a little bit more distribution, but you've already seen him go off for a triple-double. You know, he's going to continue to get his, and he's going to continue to have that home crowd behind him. And, yeah. um, and, when, and you know, like, if, if the integration doesn't go as smoothly as they think, if, if, they, if they can't get these guys playing on, on the same page consistently, you know, like, we've seen this, this, we've seen this movie before. Russ is just going to put the game on his back. He's just going to put the team on his back and he's going to do what he thinks he needs to do to win. And he's never been shy about shooting. He's definitely looking to be more of a distributor this year, but that could change, you know? It changes, but with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, it's going to happen so many times this season where they, starting from the third quarter, he's just, you know, he's just passing the ball, getting everyone involved, yeah. passive Russ, driving, smart shot. And fourth quarter, he just dribbles down and pulls up. No hand in his face. Everyone's under the screen and just yeah. clanks. Oh man, Russ is bombing. Like Paul George must be like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Why am I here? No, I'm, I mean, you're fantastic to watch. Cool. All right. Um, for my for last you. pick to round out my team, I'm gonna take my hometown boy Kyrie Irving as the Ooh. fifth pick in my team, which leaves me with three Drew. players from the Eastern Conference, and I'm not very excited about that. <laughs> well, this, Some softies to beat up Can we start this, this draft again? No. Uh, Kyrie, yeah, um, I think that um, I, lo- I love what I've seen from the Celtics this year. He just went for 35 points. That was his season high so far. Um, and I think probably his only game above 38. He actually was, was only averaging around 20 for the first few games this year. Um, moving the ball a lot, playing, playing some tough D. The young kids have looked really, really good. Um, you know, like uh, <coughs> Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are, have, been, have been fantastic to start the year. These are a 19- and 21-year-old player, respectively. I think that they are definitely going to have a little bit of regression as the season goes on. The Celtics are going to ha- Al Horford has been red hot. Yeah. Al Horford has been smoking hot. And I think Al's a great player and there's some great chemistry with Kyrie. But there's almost no doubt if the Celtics are going to continue to win at the level that they have been, they're going to have to rely on Kyrie offensively a little bit more. And I think he's only going to get more comfortable in Brad Stevens' system. That lets them, um, there's some other great wings in the team that allow Kyrie to play off the ball a little bit, um, get the ball uh, in motion coming from some different actions. And so uh, it, it's exciting to watch. And I think that Kyrie has definitely got a chance um, to, to, to go for 50. Isaiah Thomas scored 50 last year. Um, in that Brad Stevens offense, and Kyrie is certainly, you know, at least as accomplished an offensive player as Isaiah Thomas, and uh, and with his ball handling, I would say more accomplished offensive player. I mean, you mentioned Brad Stevens' system. <clears throat> I would kind of be a little bit hesitant that that might hold him back. Mm. You know, like Brad Stevens always uh, encourages the right play and getting your mm-hmm. teammates involved. I, I think he loves Kyrie. I think he knows he has a special weapon. I think there are different rules for Kyrie. Yeah. I think. He's going to put Kyrie in a situation to succeed. But I also think it's not like in Cleveland where Ty Lue's like, hey, pass the ball. And you're like, 
hey, you make <laughs> one-tenth my salary, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, quiet, Daddy. If LeBron wants you out of here tomorrow, you're out of here. Like, I think Steven is the real coach, and I think I think Kyrie's kind of bought into it, too. Like, I don't yeah. think Kyrie's going to, like, oh, fuck this guy, I'm going to shoot. So just a matter of, you know, does Steven's system have role for a 50-point score? And we saw it last year. I don't think Isaiah Thomas got to 50. He didn't get to 50 last year. Isaiah Thomas was one of the... One 52, of, yeah. He, yeah. He got to 52. But also, he had a lot of 40-point games, too. He was one of those guys you see... A lot of 40-point games. He was one of the top scorers. Yeah, he was one of the top scorers in the league last year. Uh, and because... And because there's different, you know, different kind of one-on-one scores. There's one-on-one score, like Isaiah Thomas scored those those big numbers. He got 44 a couple times, 50 points once, um, as part of this motion offense. Because Isaiah was a player who didn't need the ball in his hand for a long period of time to score. The same as Kyrie. Kyrie can can get the ball and spot up and shoot. He can get the ball. He can drive and kick. He can slash. And then he can also go on his extended dribble, these these you know, almost like beautiful dance sequences where he's just where he's just mesmerizing the opponents and doing these crazy spins and everything like that. And that's awesome to watch too. And that's kind of a new element. So um, I actually like my Kyrie pick um, as as number five. So right. John Wall, Boogie Cousins, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, the King James, and Kyrie Irving are my five. Cousins. Uh Popular name be floating around being traded to the <coughs> Wizards as well. So I might know. have two of those boys in my team. That's not that's not good. If Curry gets traded to the Hornets, then <laughs> yeah, they're all Eastern. They're all Eastern Conference team. team. Yeah, yeah. Who's your fifth pick, Matt? All right, I have three names on my list. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through it a little bit as I cross them up. Okay. I got DeRozan for the uh, our team needs publicity. Please shoot more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, another guy we would look at the players from the least previous year who had the highest usage rate, had the ball in their hand the most, DeMar DeRozan, absolutely. He was on my list as well. Yeah, and, you know, he's a chucker. He, he shoots a lot. doesn't shoot threes, but that hurts. Uh, his team is sort of, like, slightly above average, so they're going to be competitive in a lot of games. And, you know, the hometown fans love him. You know, I, I think they're going to get behind him. He's, gonna, he's probably going to go for 50 this season. I would take the over on half a game. I'd say he probably does it once. So there's not a lot of potential there. The other guy I really like was Anthony Davis. And I kind of mm-hmm. like it as a hedge against your cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The injury history, man, is uh, it, it's it's just, it's tough. But, I mean, already in this young season, he's, uh, he's had a couple big games. I'll just say them real quick. He already, he already had 39 once and 35. So 39, wow. 35. And went already, down quick, yeah. yeah and so yeah, just just the injury history, you know. Like I love Kawhi for the MVP. I think this this was the year people give it to Kawhi Leonard, but it just he started to he missed the preseason intern. Yeah. I was like that's too much for me. He might miss a game or two. Yeah. He's still not back. So he ain't back yet. Yeah. I can't put my money behind a guy on the bench. So I'm gonna go with Isaiah Thomas. Oh wait, sorry, Damian Lillard. <laughs> Damn. I'm going, I'm going video game day. I'm hoping he puts in the cheat codes. I'm hoping. Uh, He's, he's probably not going to get there too many times, but he is also a guy that the, the team, we're not very good. We kind of need him. He could be good, and we're losing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, he could score 65, and it still goes to overtime. Yeah. Because Portland just, they, they need to score. Their defense is not good. They need to score. So, I like him as a, as a, a guy who could actually go for more than 50, maybe 60 or 70, possibly. Last year he had one forty-nine point game. Just, yeah. So yeah, definitely always knocking the door. One of the, one of the league leaders in scoring. A guy that we both liked for the uh, the uh, points per game title this year. Uh, yeah, and uh, definitely a guy. Um, yeah, it, on any given night you got a little bit on your team here for for fifty point games. You get a chance that he's going to go out and get that done for you. A hot shooting, 
um, number one offensive option. McCollum definitely um, eats up some of that if it was just the system, but I think Blither's a great choice right there. Was there anyone else on your list that we didn't get to? Uh, no, I, I think I think we covered everyone. What was I, it? I had four other guys. Maybe we could just quickly talk about yeah, why sure. you, maybe why you didn't like those guys. Okay. But I had, um, well, you already mentioned about the Warriors. I had Clay potentially on my list. Just as what the, this seems like every year, the Warriors have that one game where like, all right, tonight's Clay's night, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you have to be the sorry, you have to be the fourth best player on this amazing team. But like, like for one week, the media has been like. Clay, you haven't been getting any shots. How do you feel about it? I don't care. Like Clay, you haven't gotten any shots. Like eleven a.m. I don't care. Yeah. Like okay, like let's let's keep Clay and Bob. Let's yeah, let's, have, the ball let's have this one game where he just goes absolutely nuts. And that, and I mean he's such a great shooter that could happen at, at any time. Um, Devin Booker, a guy went for seventy last year. Talk about Ooh, the, the yeah. plus plus points. What was your th- what were your thoughts on Booker? That I really didn't like his seventy point game. I didn't want him on my team. <laughs> I don't care if he hit seventy twice. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, talk about a guy being force fed by his team. We have so many prop bets with over unders where I find myself watching like two games, like like the Nets versus the Blazers. I'm like, I'll go Blazers. I'm like, oh, if the Nets win, it helps my over under. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we have too many bets. I want to. I want people on my team that I want to root for. Yeah, and it's not fun to root against the teams I like. It's yeah. not fun to root for the teams I really dislike, and especially someone like Booker. I it's actually, not fun to watch Denver Nuggets games. <laughs> I wish I had been less high on them to start the year. Christ. Uh, I mean, I do like Booker as a scorer, but it just I thought his 70-point thing was really weak. It's almost yeah. like the coach like trying to add to his resume. Like, I coached a 70-point scorer. It was weird. It was, there were some weird things with that. Yeah, it was a, it was a strange situation. Force, hopefully, maybe maybe a little embarrassed by that force-feeding. I mean, he could, he could definitely still go off. He's a great scorer, but I mean, great, he's a great shooter. But he's, he's not a great scorer, necessarily. He's an amazing shooter. He got a ton of trips to the free throw line in that game where he went for 70, uh, and they were just forcing it to him, and he was just chucking, and he did not shoot a good percentage at all. Like, I think he had one of the lowest percentages for a 50-point score. Um, it, it was weird, yeah. I just, I just I think the Phoenix is just toxic. I don't like that team. I don't, I don't Was it worse than Kobe's 60-point game? His, <laughs> his finale? That's still, that still a great YouTube highlight clip, man. Oh, my God. Watch it. That's still fantastic. And the announcer was just so disappointed. Yeah. yeah. This, this is not basketball. What are they well, doing? That's horrible. horrible. I had two other guys on the list uh, uh, as potential guys. Uh, Blake Griffin. I, yeah, and, that was uh, the, the one off yeah. my list. But. Yeah, yeah, a guy, um, I think, especially the way he's been uh, adding the three-point shot to his arsenal this year uh, is interesting. And... Not really another big number one scoring option on that team, so right. in my he might have to get it done. I just don't see. I don't know if he has that fifty point explosion in him. And if he does, does he have it more than once? Yeah, you're kind of betting one. like maybe you get a point, which yeah. I mean a point is a lot. In this Points game. a point. That's why I took Levitch. <laughs> but <laughs> if but if it's uh, maybe a point, yeah, it's just yeah maybe a point. Value. Yeah, if you, what would you put over under if you give if it was point five fifty point games for play? I'd take under. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I I would be surprised. I think. Even getting 40, to him, 40 for him is pretty difficult. He runs the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's also, like, a pretty decent rebounder. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, just, he's always getting assists running the, the offense. And he plays, like, a pretty athletic style. Yeah, it's more, it's, it's, this is the point Blake season, not the, not the scoring Blake season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one a name that I think would have been in my top five at the start of the year, uh, if we st- if did this before the season, but it's dropped off, is Carl Anthony Towns in, uh, in Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, he's. I mean, that team is. 
the team is actually not even fun to watch. Not like, they're fun. just bad. They'd like, be so fun to watch. Yeah, like, they're not fun to watch. Like I don't know what their their coach is doing. I don't know what's going on. Like Jeff Teague is just not fun. I don't know. I don't. I don't enjoy watching. You know, would be a good point guard on this team. <laughs> Ricky Rubio. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. He's, he's playing amazing. How do you get a player like that, though? I don't know how you do it. Yeah. How <laughs> you get a guy like that? Um, yeah. And Ricky Rubio for $10 million a year versus Teague for whatever, 19 or something. Oh, yeah. Just, just, um, Jimmy Butler came back to score. Um, the team is 6-1 and one with Jimmy Butler in the lineup. Um, that's definitely positive. Uh, Jimmy Butler only scored four points last night in a, in a win. Um, but he's just come in and just concentrating solely on defense, letting the young guys... Uh, take care of the scoring but I mean there's, there's just a weird vibe with that team I don't know they're not um, they're not fun to watch they don't Wiggins is, is a very you know it's a very detached kind of demeanor you know he's very um, he had that fantastic game winning shot in, in Oklahoma City and then they turned around and got their, their butts whipped by the Pacers in the following night um, weird team to watch Carl Anthony Towns a guy if you're talking before the season I would have been all over him as a 50 point scorer and now I'm not, I'm not so sure about that yeah, I mean last year he had a 47 point game this year, his high is at a 33, which is pretty surprising. It's a, it's a good number, but it's pretty surprising that would be his high. He's tied with the likes of D'Angelo Russell and Deion Waiters. Just a hair under Kimball Walker oh, and Tim Hardaway and Tobias Harris. So he's not in like the greatest uh, category of X-Word 33 or 34 points a game. It's early. A early lot, in the season, yeah. A lot season, of scrubs yeah. are in that same category. And not to mention he's a horrible defensive player. So how do we do, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think? Uh, let's just recap our teams real quick. Uh, I'll go through mine. I have uh, uh, Boogie Cousins, uh, Steph Curry, John Wall, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving. I got Harden, Giannis, Porzingis, Westbrook, and Video Game Dane. Ooh, I like your team. Can we trade teams? <laughs> All right. Uh, if, if I could have your, your uh, what is it, the, what was the one we did? The, the wins total. The wins total. The wins total. Oh, yeah. Well, the that, Bucks look looking pretty good. Rough. But you've got, but I have the Cavs and that, and you've got the, uh, the Celtics. I guess, we gotta yeah. do a, we gotta do a, 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 a season long. We gotta do a bet update. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. We got stakes on these. So. Yeah, we got lots. We got some stakes on those. We got also another stake on this one. All right, another stake. All right, more. Yeah, every bet has a stake. The stakes have to be always be stakes. All right, I like that. This is a great one. So we can keep track of that. We're uh, we're currently tied one to one. Uh, LeBron couldn't give me the three extra points to give me that uh, two-pointer, but that's all right. And uh, and we will be updating this as the season goes on. I like this. Another little something to keep an eye on uh, as the box scores flare up around the league. I'm sure as soon as Blake Griffin drops 60 points in a game, we'll both be kicking ourselves in the ass. And, and yeah, this is the easiest fantasy thing to do with your friends. If you want to keep it yeah. simple, just do 50 or over. You get one point. Super easy to follow. There's going to be a couple people at the end. Yeah. You know, each put in a little bit of money or whatever, some bet, and it's just so easy to follow. Don't worry about stats and data or anything. Just yeah, just do a big game. And send us, send us your list. Uh, tweet us at uh, Dunky Very Much on Twitter. Uh, hit us on the Dunky Very Much uh, Facebook page, DunkyVeryMuchPod at gmail.com. Send us your list of your uh, top five guys. See if you can beat either of our teams. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so put that, put that together. And if, uh, if you can beat us, we'll definitely give you a shout-out on the pod. Not uh, even send you a bottle of grouse. That's it, yeah. We'll be coming back at you this weekend with, uh, with, with some more pods coming up, uh, recapping some more of the NBA action, talking NBA news, talking potential trades, talking all sorts of stuff down the line. And Sam, I think we got to do another trivia pod. That's so almost three weeks yeah. In, yeah, three weeks in. Trivia. It's time to get Fan some favorites. trivia. Yeah, we got to get to a trivia pod. Always a good time. Uh, this has been Dunk You Very Much. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>